What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Haney with Monster podcast. And yes, we are back. Uh, This episode is 131, and I talked to a guy named Jay Govin, who's the vocals and guitar player for the group The Prozacs. Uh, They are a punk rock uh, band out from uh, the Massachusetts area that formed in 2001. Uh, they have a LP coming out. It's a, kind of a split album, if you will, a A-side and a B-side. Uh, February 2nd is when that comes out, and they have um, uh, they have some vinyl uh, variations that they had printed, uh, about 300 of them, and you can go to rivermonsterrecords.com to order some of them. And yeah, the Prozacs kind of had some lineup changes uh quite often but uh jay is the main guy and he keeps doing it with uh different people and stuff so yeah just keep on going and and chug along (laughs) so i uh kind of asked him you know how we got into music and punk rock music in the beginning which we cover kind of asked him about you know the bands and stuff that he got into and how he got into that kind of asked him how he started the band and who he started that with. You know, he's been doing it for quite a while. Like I said, they've been out since 2001. Some of you may have heard of them already uh, if you're into punk rock music. And uh, I just kind of asked him, like, what the first shows were like touring. Uh, He's been uh, touring already with this band, kind of basically all around the world and such, so... Went to uh, talk about recording and such, you know, how it was like to record with different people kind of each time they recorded. And um, yeah, just got to know them a a little better. I never really uh, had them on my uh, spectrum of music or radar. And uh, so it was cool uh, to get to know him and to get to know the story of the band and such. Kind of ask him about, you know, uh, hobbies. Uh, He is a father as well. And kind of ask him, you know, when he's not doing music, whenever he has any free time, what he's into and stuff. And yeah, so we just kind of get into that. I play some f- songs from them. One being Battle Cry, and the other being All of Tonight. He talks a little bit about the lyrics and how he came up with the songs for them. And uh, so we have them for you to enjoy. So yeah, we're just going to start it off now. So get ready to crank those jams. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Haney with Monster podcast. Today I'm t- speaking with Jay from uh, the group The Prozacs from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, this is episode 131. Uh, All right. 
So <laughs> welcome to the show, Jay. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, Jamie. Appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, well, what do you do then uh, in the band? Uh, uh, I'm the singer, the guitarist, yeah, the songwriter, the guy that books everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything. Uh, the, the only original member. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, something you you wanted to take on uh, yourself, or just something that kind of oh, fell, well, fell that way? Or <laughs> I mean, I started it sort of as a sort of a, a side project from the band I was in previous. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the, the the initial lineup lasted three months, and yeah. Uh, after that, <laughs> and I kind of took it seriously. Uh, and the lineups just kept changing and changing and changing. So initially, uh, we had two sing, we had two lead singers. Uh huh. Yeah. We were kind of kind of going for that Riverdale sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just kept changing, and I kept deciding not to change the name. And yeah, <laughs> here we are, twenty something years later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. How did uh? How did um you you originally come up with the idea for the band? It was just a side project then. Uh so so I had a band previous uh that lasted about four years. We were called the Grand Pricks. Okay. A fast, snotty '90s pop punk band. It, it went, and was, uh, was that uh the first band that that you were in or for? That was my first band. Yeah. Okay. That was uh from ninety uh nineteen ninety eight. Okay. To the beginning of two thousand two. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to, I guess the band was kind of going slow. Yeah. You know, we kind of came out of the gate running, but mm -hmm. I was in a different place than, than the other dudes I was playing with. And uh, I wanted to play on the side. Okay. I only sang in that first, in that, my first band. Yeah. So I didn't play guitar. So I grabbed a guitar and picked up a couple of guys and said, Hey, want to write some songs? And um, uh -huh. probably a few months later, the uh, the Grand Prix broke up, and I decided to take the Prozacs. Oh, okay. Yeah. As my serious band, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the Prozacs. Uh, is that uh, your real last name then? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I uh, I got I got the name from a um a song title from the Mr. T Experience. Oh, okay. Oh, right. A song called that Prozac moment. Oh, okay. And, uh, that was one of the. The names, a couple of the guys in the band, we were kind of trying to come up with names, and okay, I thought that Prozac moment was one that I was digging. Yeah, and that uh, we wanted just calling it the Prozacs because you know that was when the whole emo thing was big, and it kind of sounded like a, an emo band name. That Prozac <laughs> moment, <laughs> the long yeah. song titles. So we went with the Prozacs, and to be honest, if I actually thought this the band was going to be something that was going to last, I probably wouldn't have use that name <laughs> yeah yeah it seemed so. to work out okay <laughs> haven't gotten sued <laughs> haven't gotten sued haven't gotten big enough right <laughs> yeah right yeah was that uh the first time you uh played an instrument when you picked up the guitar or had you uh previously uh played any instruments or um early on in the grand pricks i i had picked up the guitar mm -hmm. just the you know i was like i was a singer and i wrote the lyrics and it started off as the guitarist or whoever would come up with music and I would throw whatever lyrics. And then I started writing a little more, learning how to write melody. 
Yeah. That's when I picked up the guitar to, to help, you know, help aid in uh Okay. Songwriting. Yeah. So how, how, was, how was that uh playing guitar and uh doing uh doing vocals and Oh, it it was fun. I mean, I'm not a flashy guitarist. I just basic rhythm guitar. Yeah. yeah. Little uh, you know, simple little melodic leads if I <laughs> if I play them. <laughs> but um I don't know, it, it seemed to come okay. Yeah. Um my first band was super fast and oh. I learned how to play guitar. Yeah. You know, even the songs I would write, I'd give them to the to the band and it was like they'd be like double the speed and oh, yeah. I was playing like a 38, 38 millimeter pick, you know, like <laughs> it was like playing like a Pringles freaking rapper, you know, like <laughs> but, uh, so I, I learned how to play guitar to those songs and yeah, I don't know, it seemed to work out like I said, it seemed to work out okay. Oh nice. Still yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh what area are you from then there? So I'm from Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Um, Springfield, Westfield, mm-hmm. where uh, we're located right, pretty much right in the middle of Albany, New York, and Boston. Okay. But we're about 90 miles either way on uh, the I-90 mm-hmm. Mass Pike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no accents. We don't we don't have the Boston accent or the Worcester accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just the boring, just the boring, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have like any uh family members that were uh, musically uh trained or inclined uh to to play any instruments or? Uh no, no. Um, I kind of stumbled into it. Um. That's kind of a latecomer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After so, high school and. Yeah, I was after high school, but uh, you know, right around the whole uh. The Green Day explosion. Uh, oh, okay. Punk in the mainstream, ninety three, ninety four. Okay. I was. Uh, I rode BMX bicycles. I was really big into that for. A oh, nice. Good part of my life, and all the skate videos and the BMX videos of the uh, early nineties were, you know, it was a lot of punk rock. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I didn't start playing until nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was I was like twenty two by then. Yeah. So I mean, all these years later, it doesn't seem <laughs> seem so bad. But you know, when you're younger and it's like <laughs> you're in your early twenties, doing what a lot of like the the fifteen year olds are doing, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the gap seems a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, but yeah, I didn't. I, I just kind of stumbled in it there, and I I found people that got into it that were into that stuff, and um, yeah, yeah I don't know, got hooked on it. Yeah. Huh. I didn't have those aspirations of like I'm gonna play in a band or anything. <laughs> yeah, just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, go and see a lot of uh, shows then uh, around that area? Uh, so yeah, yeah. During during the definitely uh, early mid '90s, uh, late '90s, all through the '90s. Yeah, it was yeah. tons of shows. Yeah. Um, after going to the first couple of shows, it was just again it was a couple of bigger shows. <laughs> Yeah. And really, like, gradually sunk into the underground. Okay, you yeah. Know, you know, it was like No Effects was, like, one of the bands I got into first, you know. Oh, and, okay, yeah. You know, and Green Day and Op Ivy, you know, you know, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. when I discovered Lookout Records, that kind of, that was my big rabbit hole. Oh, all right, yeah. So that was kind of, kind of chased after all that stuff. And then it was <laughs> the little pop punk band punk rock band that were even smaller and like learned more about the local 
yeah. local type bands and shows and yeah yeah. Maybe it was a little maybe it was a little backwards, you know. I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of get like that. We we find like a uh like a mainstream type band sometimes and then go back and, and listen to what they came up with before. Right. Before they were Nirvana or before they were Green Day or you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. So it was like I I know I didn't play I didn't play music, I didn't play an instrument, I wasn't in high school, I wasn't familiar, so I didn't have like mm-hmm you know, my friend's band and I go watch jam in the basement sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And all that. So it was kind of, you know, which I, I found, I became friends with people that were in bands, which is yeah. kind of, I guess what maybe led me to be in a band eventually. Right. But, um, you know, yeah, I guess just like any of us, yeah. you know, the, the punk rock consume, consumed the hell out of me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that like, uh, the, the first kind of music, uh, you like got into, uh, was like punk, uh, the punk stuff and, uh, no, actually, I kind of, I was really, you know, growing up, I was started, I was into the Bangles and the Beach Boys and uh, uh-huh. hair metal was real, you know, was real big. Oh, my mom's okay. rated my mom's cassette tape. So it was mm-hmm. Molly, Molly Crew and Def Leppard and Poison and oh, shit. all that shit. And then, yeah. uh, which I still love to this day. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it was a lot of mainstream music. Mm-hmm. Pretty much late nineties. You know, I get into the rap, the run DMC and yeah. early nineties with the Yeah. Dude, I was in everything. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. it was like stuff like uh, you know, picking up Madonna one day and corn the next and Technotronic <laughs> and you know, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Kiss <laughs> yeah. and every you know, all these things. But there were hints of the punk rock because I uh you know, I, I remember seeing a music video by Social Distortion. Yeah. The Mighty Boston's were mm. kind of blowing up the radio. Didn't you know? Didn't you know when Green Day even hit? It was still kind of in that you know offspring and all that hit on the radio. Yeah, and I was really into like Soul Asylum and you know Nirvana and oh okay yeah. It was, it was lead. It was leading there. It was getting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was starting to pick up more on mm-hmm. more than just a just listening to music. Starting to pick up on it more emotionally. Yeah, you know, like getting getting that uh getting those vibes and connecting to it. Yeah. The older you get to, you, you get into it more and you kind of understand it more. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you get that, you get those bands that you, you know, soul asylum graves dancer union was a big one for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, in high school, I kind of, that was when I started connecting, uh-huh. connecting to the music big time. But, you know, <laughs> dude, I was amped when like, you know, on Metallica records and Guns N' Roses records <laughs> coming out and Van Halen and everything else, you know, so it's, yeah, so I was kind of all over the place. Punk is like, mm-hmm. I guess the, the real last thing I got into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who, um, who, or what did you uh, start playing then as music? Uh, you know, when you guys first uh, formed, I guess, uh, um, with, with the Prozac's, uh, uh, so was I was it, really was oh, it just sorry. like a, original stuff or was it like cover cover music to kind of just get things going with them or uh, I was originals okay yeah, right out of the gate I actually had was crossing taking material that I was writing for the Grand Prix okay yeah that didn't uh, didn't get into there and I was yeah. I was really really big into the uh, if you're familiar like the Riverdale's oh, okay. Type of pop, pop punk, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the what they call Ramones core now. <laughs> oh yeah, 
you yeah. know, so the Ramones obviously were huge, huge influence. Uh, 50s and 60s, doo-wop, yeah. and that sort of stuff. <laughs> the three-chord so, stuff or? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally the three-chord stuff. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, um, MXPX or? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love MXPX. Well, I know for a long time that was one of those uh, – <laughs> closet bands but i've always loved mxpx oh yeah they yeah they were great i i yeah i kind of put them right there with green day and and lyric wise and and stuff like that oh yeah they're awesome the later the, the newer records they've been put, the newest record they put out is killer yeah mm-hmm. but um yeah I've, I've always been a big mxpx fan yeah love i love the melody you know mm-hmm. i love melody i i mm-hmm. you know i like i like a lot of different punk rock and mm-hmm. or a lot of different stuff to begin with <laughs> Uh, but um mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah would um w- when you started doing uh shows then uh was it uh like a um people that knew you from your first band kind of uh coming over to to see what you were doing now or so uh yeah there was some of that um the first band kind of had a had a rough breakup okay and it, it kind of you know i I didn't have necessarily all the carryover. Uh-huh. Um, you know, to go, and I was kind of uh, pushing away from it to be, you know. Okay. Yeah. We the the, 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 the Grand Prix band. We had a good following. We had built a really big following in the area, and mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit of national notoriety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and when it broke up, it was it was kind of a kind of a harsh breakup. And oh yeah. I was like, I, I, you know, I, I, I was like almost just trying to push away from it to start okay. out. It took a while for me to go back and like own that thing. I was a main songwriter in that band. Oh, okay. As well, you know, and everything else. And, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, Screeching Weasel, Queers, Mr. T Experience, those are the big, my yeah. big influences, even starting my first band. Yeah. Even now. Uh huh. Um, so that was kind of, that was kind of the vibe in the world we were, yeah, uh-huh. we were going for, <laughs> and then you formed the Prozacs. Uh, did you uh start uh writing music just from right from the beginning then? And yeah, right from the get go. I uh, so the story was we had um we were gonna have a fill in guitarist and our guitar from another local band, mm. and um our guitarist was in college, our drummer was out in like Colorado for a while, so <laughs> I was uh. Th- I was, you know, I was playing guitar. Yeah. And um, we did three shows. I played guitar with that band. We were a four piece, and I just sang. Okay. So we did a three piece with a new bass player. Yeah. An ex drummer, and I played guitar. And then we were gonna have a filling guitar for some shows, and I wound up just saying, "Hey, dude, you wanna get together and maybe write some songs?" So it was writing right out of the gate. Okay. And um, we formed the initial lineup. Yeah. And it was three months long. Wrote nine songs. Played three shows, and then uh, half that band decided they didn't want to pursue it when I was kind of looking to take it seriously. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then a, <laughs> a couple months went by, and then the, the other guitarist, Dave, he was playing bass. He went to guitar, and yeah. he also sang. Uh-huh. Um, and we were just kept on writing, writing. We recorded demos, and uh, a year after initially starting it, we had a solidified lineup and that was the first recorded released lineup of the band. Uh-huh. We did an album in 
that came out in 2003. Oh, okay. Uh, the band started in 2001. Oh, all right. So September of 01 to September of 02 was figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, September of yeah. 02, we solidified the lineup. By <laughs> November, we were recording an album. Mm-hmm. That came out in two three oh two thousand three. We did a like a week and a half East Coast tour, mm-hmm. and kind of got on the map. Got on some compilations. Oh, nice! With you know, it's some and a lot of my connections from my previous band. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of two thousand three is kind of when it started. I think we played like 50, 60 shows that year. Oh shit! Yeah, and um, you know, we're just kind of going after it. Mm-hmm. And then that lineup broke up a year. It mm. lasted one solid year. Oh, oh no! And, um, then the story goes on and on and on. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah. yeah, is it just uh, your your bad luck to uh, find people that are interested at first, and then once you st- they start doing it, they lose interest, or they? Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I yeah, even to this day, I just I always have a, a fire burning. Yeah. To, to do this, you know, I've, yeah. I've got a 25 years in it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it becomes your world. A lot of people, it's more of a hobby or, you know, it's a, right. A lot of weekend warriors or, 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 you know, I never did the full on months and months of touring. I wish I could have when I was younger, Yeah, you yeah. know? And um, yeah, I think, I think I was maybe a little too much for a lot of, a lot of guys. Yeah. More than they, they maybe wanted to do. And, it kind of developed into a, I guess you could say like a solo band, you know, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. uh, you know, I've had a lot of different lineups. I've had some members that are, have been uh very, uh, you know, a big part of it. Yeah. I drum. I had a drummer, Maddie, Maddie Prozac. He was in the <laughs> band off and on from 2005 up, up until uh, before COVID. Oh, okay. You know, he drummed on three of the full length albums and, you know, we did probably three years of touring together, you know, three years in a row that we were doing tours and putting out records. And I had another drummer, Jimmy, who's still with me. Mm -hmm. Between those two guys, they were kind of the consistence of the band. Yeah. Uh, So one or the other would be on drums back and forth. And, oh, okay. Yeah. um, What? What happened, uh, I guess, when uh, COVID kind of happened is that... Oh, COVID. So, yeah, I mean, COVID hit it. Probably <laughs> the same thing that happened to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, uh, everybody had to... A bunch, a bunch every... of shows got canceled. We had some cool stuff lined up. Oh, shit. You know, in these later years, it's been hit and miss. Maybe one year I'd have a lot going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a group of, like, before COVID, there, there was, like, five of us that kind of rotated and kept kept the band going yeah you know i had a couple guys that could play guitar bass drum so you know things would come up mm-hmm. and, uh, we'd make it work uh, one way or another but yeah, yeah. when covid hit we kind of we got a, a year with no shows 14 uh, months oh shit um, everybody so we went back. trying to get together <laughs> yeah so um in the coming back you know we had a had a couple of member changes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, on the, on the other side of it, I, in, in the, uh, since probably 2012, 13, I was putting out records outside the band as well. Oh, okay. So I, 
It's all, I have kind of like a little universe of, <laughs> it's all kind of connected to that. Prozac. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that uh, of your, your music or other people's stuff you put out? Uh, no, it's all, it's all music. I my own music. Oh, okay. All right. So I've done fully, I did a full band solo album mm-hmm. uh, in 2013. And I did it. Uh, so I was at that time, I was trying to give the band, I, having so many lineup changes. Yeah. Uh, got to a point where it was like, maybe we can settle in with the certain, you know, certain settle in with the lineup. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to like hold myself back and <laughs> say, maybe if I go on the side and just get some of my energy out, some of the songs out. Yeah. Let the band kind of work at its pace. Okay. But it just yeah. never really caught up. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I did a collaboration project called Doubtfire. Uh-huh. With a, um, there was a band from Canada called the McCrackens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the lead singer and I did an album together. Oh, nice. Where uh, we, uh, we each wrote half a record musically and traded off. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I wrote lyrics and sang his songs and vice versa. <laughs> I went out to Vancouver for a week. We recorded the album that became Doubtfire. So it's kind of a, you know, punk rock power pop record. Mm-hmm. Basically, oh, I'm yeah. a Kraken Prozac's mix. <laughs> nice. And yeah. uh, I've kind of battled things over the years. Back yeah. and forth, like being the band and mm-hmm. people I'm playing with and branching off. And at this point, I'm I did another solo album during COVID. That was something I was working on. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, did, did you do the recording yourself or? Uh, no, I some a little bit of it, but no, it was studio. Okay. So before COVID, my drummer Jimmy and I had recorded a few songs. Yeah. On uh, 2019. Not sure where they were going to go. And by the time COVID hit and everything else, I was sitting on that material and I wound up recording with another ex-drummer friend of mine. We went in the studio and did a couple sessions and I had a full album. Oh, okay. So I, I, I worked on that during COVID and that was released in 2000 in 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, over this last past year, I started my third solo record, which... I'm at the trail end of uh, the studio sessions for. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I look at every people that don't know this stuff. It's kind of hard to explain it all. I'd be like, <laughs> I have this band, but it's you know, <laughs> we break up every now and then. And <laughs> yeah, it's, weird. <laughs> it's a hard thing to break up. Like you know, long story short, man, I got into that whole. You know, the whole world of Screeching Weasel and the queers and <laughs> yeah. Lookout Records world, you know, and I just like, yeah. I really seated myself in it and I haven't really found mm-hmm. the people around me to that are fully immersed in that stuff enough, you know. Yeah. To, yeah. to you know, and it got to a point, I think, when my band, I put it, we've put out like 22 releases as the Prozacs. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, we're talking seven inches and splits and. Yeah. You know, there's five actual full-length albums and mm-hmm. uh, some compilation records and stuff, but the lineups change over and over. So it's hard for someone to come in and invest in it. Yeah. But also, yeah. I don't have, like, the money to be like, I'm just going to hire a band and, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm almost 50 now. I'm not in my <laughs> 20s anymore. So it's... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of cool opportunities, did a lot of cool things, and the same on the other side of it, plenty of people that have no fucking clue who we are. <laughs> you know. yeah yeah so i just always have to, but I, I keep on writing and i keep 
keeping those connections and making friends and on the local level Mm -hmm. on the international level. And yeah, you know, I'm at a point right now where I'm just, you know, I don't want to have any stress with it. Right. I get together with who I can to write music. I get together who I can to, uh, you know, if I book some shows or like some mini tours, as an example, we're, we're going out to Colorado for four shows. Oh, nice. On May. And Maybe we're going to do an overseas excursion in the fall. Oh, wow. You know, and I'm not fully sure maybe who the lineups. I think the full band's going to Colorado. Okay. (laughs) And uh, I'm in a spot where I, I, you know, I have a, I know a lot of people and a lot of bands and. Yeah. I have a lot of good friends out there that I can kind of just maybe book things and (laughs) fill fill out the band. You know, it's about the songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The solo material isn't far off from the Prozacs. Really, it all intertwines. Oh, yeah. I just kind of over the years, the Prozacs developed the sound, the core sound that got developed there. Kind of, mm-hmm. I think it kind of defines the band mostly. And mm-hmm. on the solo side, it's kind of a little more growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sure. I don't even know. It's like I said, it's a big giant mess, and I just. It's really just about the tunes. <laughs> and yeah. did you uh, just get done uh, recording uh, LP then uh, with some with uh, the mm-hmm. band? Um, so so uh, not with the pro. Well, so the Prozacs have a release coming out, right? Yeah, we did a four song, four songs. Okay. Unfortunately, it's not the lineup that's on that's in the band currently. Uh huh. So, um, but uh, there's a Prozacs LP. I actually just got the records today. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. And um, so what I wound up doing is I did four songs on the A side of an LP. Yeah. And the B side is a um, an EP from 2004 oh. called Monsters Night Out, and that's mm. on the B, that's the B side. It's never been on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about doing a seven inch, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like seven inches are mm-hmm. what they used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I love doing split sevens and all that stuff, but I figured uh, you know, the L- LPs are selling. Yeah. Selling better. People are, you know, CDs aren't doing so great. Mm. So, you know, it's a bigger investment, but you know, if, if that's how people are gonna pick up music. Yeah. But yeah, that comes out February second. It's called We Scream. So yeah. it's a new new four four new songs and a and a two thousand four EP on the B side. Oh, nice! And um, where where did you record that at? Uh, so I have a, a local engineer. Uh, his new studio is called Track House Recording. Actually, the the We Scream I did in several. I did in a couple different studios. Okay. But uh, my engineer Angelo, Angelo Quaglia, hmm. he uh, he's who I've been working with. I did my the last two Prozac's albums, yeah. uh, my last solo album, and the solo album I'm currently doing. So he's been my engineer nice. since two thousand. 15 or so mm-hmm. um, but yeah we have a couple other local studios i've been in ghost hit recording mm-hmm. um sincere engineer just recorded their newest album there as well uh yeah so um, yeah that's been mostly mostly local uh-huh okay yes uh i could play uh one of the songs uh i had asked you uh about uh you want to talk about uh battle cry uh, ah, sure. Kind of what the idea of that came, how that came about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
far as uh the lyrics and the music. I hit my coke first. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the, at the beginning of COVID, I got I got together as a side project Yeah. with the original drummer of the Grand Prix and the original drummer of the Prozacs, Marty. Okay. My buddy Marty. So Marty drummed the very first Prozacs album in 2002. And uh, Thanks for Nothing is the name of that record. And then he was he was out of the band. Yeah, Sonic Diffuser. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then this is Battle Cry from their uh, EP. So check it out. Back in base, and here we go. Y'all been crazy. Don't you know? We just can't ever seem to let it go. Okay, welcome back. And I'm sitting here with Prozac's original uh original band <laughs> member Jay and uh mm-hmm. talk, talking about the band, the Prozac's. Uh just got done listening to his song Battle Cry, and which is on uh their uh their new LP. you said that's a, is that the one that's on the B side or uh this is the A side. Okay, the A side we, we, we scream. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that will come out uh, February second uh, for everyone who who likes the uh, the sound of that. You can go and check that out. It'll, I think it's uh, printed out on like four different color variations. Or something. yes, yeah. yeah, we got opaque red, coke bottle clear, black, yeah. and a uh, orange and black splatter. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I've seen uh, pictures of them too, and. Yeah, I I love how they how they make the vinyl now, and it, it kind of looks simple. They just like slap stuff on there and kind of melt it together, and then you know. Oh yeah, it's it, wild. <laughs> the kids, the kids, they love to collect it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's some serious uh, collections, and it seems like all um recently, yeah, the the L, um the vinyl has come back into play as a, and and even some people try to do the uh. The cassettes too. I I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, I right next to me here. I've got a couple eight tracks. Oh yeah, that, that we're on. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh wow, they could even do that, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Not that I have an eight track player to play it. But... <laughs> yeah, right. That it, would it be uh, cool. <laughs> that would be yeah. The difficult one is to try to find a player for that one. Uh, yep. I think you could probably still get maybe a cassette player for sure, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's wild. I think a lot of that stuff is just a nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for collection's yeah, right. sake. But vinyl, vinyl's always been there. It's just yeah. the mainstream picked it up again. Right, right. You know, yeah. Cool and uh, 
Yeah, they started selling selling it and like bigger, you know, like the the hot topics and the best buys and the yep. um, you know, stuff like that. Or uh even Walmart and stuff like that has like a vinyl selection. Yeah. Everybody has an exclusive version. <laughs> yeah. Colors and yeah. Whatnot, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Anything that sells, I guess, you know, with the music scene being the way it is and, you know, the yeah, no, uh, it's just just how music is sold and stuff today and how people buy it. It's really, really kind of weird. You know, they they only listen to it or get it from like iTunes, but or or download it. And then, you know, if they are really into the band and are really a, a, a fan, then, uh, you know, they dig deeper and get the vinyl and the, you know all the merch yeah. and stuff like that so yeah my my son just ordered his ordered his first final record so oh yeah, yeah. yeah we, got a, we got a new new one <laughs> a new one starting out here <laughs> a beginner <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, no it's it's cool i, I mean I, I bought vinyl yeah in the late 90s when i started buying vinyl but i didn't buy i bought a lot of seven inch records okay yeah and seven inches had the exclusives and the cool stuff yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have <laughs> yeah. digital anything. So yeah. seven inches yeah. really. That's why I kind of think seven inches are. Everything comes with a download code. Everything's on streaming services and everything else. So it's yeah. very rare to have something that's a, like exclusive. Yeah. You know, so like on a, on a seven, you know, it was like, well, you got non-album tracks and everything else, but. Oh yeah. You know, but the you know, as far as LPs go, I think the LPs are doing really, yeah, really hot, and it's still, besides the colors and everything, yeah, and all that <laughs> stuff, you know, and maybe the the trend, yeah, the color it's variations. Not, I, I, I like the big artwork. I love the artwork. I love, yeah, yeah. You know, like I like to stuff my records with posters and stickers and oh, nice, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, and it's um, the shit that's fun for me. Yeah. Right, you know, so I, you know, not everyone cares. Yeah, yeah, because you know? that's kind of like what we grew up on. Like it was, you know, like you know, you were saying uh, before the internet, you know, uh, bands kind of did that for you know the the people that bought their stuff, or it was really looking out for that kind of stuff. And right, and you were paying three dollars. Teenagers $4. now don't really know about that kind of stuff. You know, they did. They uh, grew up maybe. I don't even know if they grew up with uh, CDs. They may have just grew up in the uh, the iTunes era where they did. Oh, pretty much. You know, I know <laughs> yeah. now. Now the thing like CDs, I still buy CDs. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, not yeah. anywhere near like I used to, but I still do. And yeah, I right. still listen to them in my car. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I won't listen to something new that came out because I'm like, yeah, I forget that I can just listen to it online. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. like the experience, you know. <laughs> yeah. And admittedly, like I used to buy vinyl, but I I really would buy the LPs of my favorite records and stuff back in the day. Yeah. I was on the road all the time. I didn't. Oh, okay. I wasn't home listening to records, and I I didn't listen to records as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was um, mm-hmm. my CD collection is huge, which I'm sure a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know that are. Between forty and fifty, or <laughs> yeah, right. Had the huge CD collections, and the, <laughs> yeah, the big booklets and everything else, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you. Uh, but, that's how you look. Flip through them while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we had more. Might have had a. You know, we had a different type of connect to the music because. Yeah. You weren't flooded with everything. You kind of, you know, you spent your money buying a CD or a record. You. 
Right. Really listen to it. You know, it was. Yeah. You, yeah. you weren't getting 500 albums at once. <laughs> right. Right. I just yeah. downloaded this entire discography from uh, this band. You know, you're, yeah. you really yeah. got into a band. It was like, shit. All right. I found this record in this record store, this CD. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can special order it from, from or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, you build your collection, but you get time with the music. Yeah. And I feel like. And- Bands weren't popping out, you know, a single every three months or four months or something. They kind of, you know, waited to get nine or ten songs put together and put out a whole album. And yeah, yeah. And I'm <laughs> I'm an album guy still too. I I love I love recording albums. I I get where the singles are and yeah and all that too. It's uh you know we're in a different age and things are different. Music videos and. Oh yeah, TikTok yeah. and all that, but dude, I'm a total album guy. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I don't skip around. I like to put a record in and listen to it through a CD, whatever. Oh yeah. If I'm listening digitally, you know, unless it's like a, you know, a family outing situation and you, you got like an iPod <laughs> on shuffle or something, or <laughs> yeah, everything's got its purpose. I guess at the end of the day, it's awesome that yeah, there are all these ways to um to find to music it, and yeah. consume music. Yeah, but yeah. Still sit back and have those like, you know, Hell get yeah. off my lawn moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> One of the things that like you were asking me if I recorded like some of my solo material at home. Yeah. And dude, I'm a studio guy. Like I, uh, I have recording okay. gear at home. Yeah. And I, you know, I can do, I can record vocals and guitars, and and I do yeah. some of that. Yeah. But I, I send like over to the other members and stuff and. Yeah, or even yeah. the last couple of studio albums, I've done a lot of my guitar work. Like I'm not a a proficient lead guitarist, okay. But I'll play a lot of the the, the you know the lead guitars. Mm-hmm. So I've learned now. You know, I know how to use my recording gear. So I I'll go in the studio, but I'll spend my time at home rather yeah. than like you know time and money trying yeah. to do something that might take me longer. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. So, so doing guitars and things, vocals, working out the melodies at home rather than you know, working it out for $60 an hour in the studio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you use the stuff I do at home. Sometimes it gets, you know, I send it to the engineer and it's, right. it's the blueprint. So now I'm just going over what I've already done. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, plus doing collaboration projects, yeah. say with like bands overseas or cross country or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, it's opened the doors for that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I never wanted to get into the being an engineer. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I'm good enough to do this. I'd rather keep the quality. Right. Work. You know, I love sitting in the studio and letting the pro do what he does, you know, do what they do. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's bands nowadays that um, only uh, only really meet if they have shows like they do all their practices and all their stuff, uh, uh, you know, be on the computer or sending stuff over and back and forth and stuff where. You know, the only time they really meet face to face is like if they're doing right. show uh, shows or something. That's that's kind of really weird to me. Like, how, yeah. how do you even get to know the person and stuff? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, and it's it's hard because I don't know. <laughs> believe me, I've done it. You get frustrated, or you're like, "This is weird," or stupid. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I guess you sit back and you're like, "Yeah, you know what." The, there's all these different ways of doing it and people are utilizing right the technology and yeah if it works it works yeah. awesome right right yeah you know, it's, yeah you just have you know, to uh, have like almost like someone kind of show you and uh, you know how to 
how to do it. And, you know, once you get that down, then it's off to the races, you know, with yeah, that. I mean, a lot of bands and musicians are recording incredible records at home, you know, and yeah, you know, a lot of it's about knowing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and you think about it back in the, back in the old, old, old days, you had the beach boys, <laughs> you know, recording to four track. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, crazy, insane harmonies and arrangements. So it's, Oh, wow. Yeah. You no, know, but they're the thing. I think a lot, of, a lot of the older methods. You know, you had better musicians. Yeah, of, you had to be. You had. Yeah, to be. yeah, you had to be. Yeah, because it was just eating up space and time, and the cost of all of that, and <laughs> right, and just the fact that you had the limitations of what what you what you could do. You had to perform. Yeah. Now it's easy to be like. Oh, whatever. I'll fix this later. He can fix that later. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, um, Back in the day, we're going to have to have you get it done in two tries. <laughs> right. Right. Perfected in, two, perfected in two or three tries. <laughs> plenty, plenty of one take wonders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I look at it these days. It's like, you know, for me, like the songs are important. Mm-hmm. So and it's worth it's worth putting putting the time yeah. behind it and the thought behind it and everything else. And you know what? It's it's one of those things where it's you're not making a living on it, not mm-hmm. you know, not changing the world, but you know what? There's people out there that'll that get something out of it and that's important. Right. Yeah, yeah, for most sure. Most of all most importantly, if it's important to you, you know, do yeah. You gotta make, you gotta make yourself happy with it first. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a million reasons why people play music. Yeah. And nobody's wrong, you know. Right. They just want to be there for the party or whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make it whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as whatever you're doing, you're, you know, you're true to it. For sure. Yeah. You know, fucking yeah. go with it. <laughs> Put your all into it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so when you uh, started to uh, write uh, some of your own stuff and stuff, was there uh, a certain um, a certain kind of uh, style or a certain kind of uh, ideas that that you came up with? Uh, to or is it just like each individual song has its own I- idea and stuff for that? Um, now, yeah, are you talking like writing music like in the very beginning? Yeah, well, I guess like uh, lyrics and stuff for for the songs and such. Yeah, so and then you know with the Grand Prix, I was uh, I wrote a lot of stupid songs, and it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was I wrote very blatant. Okay. Yeah. Then, you know, we're talking minute long, two minute long punk songs. Okay. You know, yeah. Influenced by like Screeching Weasel and like the Nobodies and yeah, you know. Well, a lot of bands that were uh was it like political uh some political I'm not, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really into political stuff okay yeah yeah, yeah. um you know maybe i'll listen to some stuff that's that's a little political i don't really yeah write politically maybe it, it comes out in small tiny amounts and it's usually pertains very directly okay um, right. to a situation yeah but um yeah i'm not i'm not a political writer uh yeah. Yeah, I write. I write a lot of personal, definitely a lot of personal things. Uh, just life mm-hmm. struggles. The yeah, you know, thoughts and feelings. Um, early on though, I was I would write just the silly, silly ass shit. 
Yeah. Um, like girlfriend stuff or <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, definitely wrote about the girlfriend stuff and all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But like I said, it was very blatant. It was like, it was somebody's name and it, well, that was the person. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. It was like a certain situation happened and he wrote about it. I would write yeah, literally in total detail. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the situation in that was the song, you know, yeah. my, my buddy, Marty, he lived up in the hill towns. Yeah. My drummer and I, we used to make fun of him saying he wrote a donkey down from the hill towns. I wrote a song called Marty's Donkey. It was ridiculous, you know. And he can't even understand the lyrics. It was so goddamn fast. But uh, so I started writing more. You know, throughout that band, I would write m- mm-hmm. more deeper experiences and things. Okay, yeah. But, um, when I when I went to the grant switch, you know, when the pros acts, yeah. Uh, when I started. You know, when the Grand Prix ended, I, I had a shift in my writing style. Okay. And I started, um, I'd write some funny stuff and some cliche things, especially early on songs like Prom Night and Double Feature, okay. which were like kind of like generic, like of that Ramones core pop punk okay. <laughs> style, which that was, was like uh, for, for your solo uh, albums and such. No, this was for the Prozac. Oh. Like when oh, the Prozac okay. started. All right. Okay. Um, and, um, I've you know I I quickly the the second record Monsters Night Out yeah it was like uh you know I stopped writing like relationship type stuff yeah in that brief period of time okay and um and it had to do with a relationship I was in but it kind of made me write like I I wrote out a song called Empty Without You uh-huh. it sounds like a love song but it's actually about chips lusting for dip. <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. the, love, the love relationship is the chips and the dip <laughs> uniting oh, yeah. and um, you know the chorus is you know my stomach's empty without you <laughs> i just want to yeah i just want to whatever dip so it's, it's a song about chips and dip uh, on the second record monsters night out there's a song called cupid's revenge uh-huh and it's like a 50s doo-wop sort of vibe okay yeah, yeah. The song is about you falling in love with yourself <laughs> you piss off you piss off cupid yeah. So he shot you in your ass with with your own arrow. And um so you know, all of tonight was a song about um Super Mario Brothers, the princess. Oh, oh yeah. And the, the the chorus is I want to spend all of tonight with you. Yeah. I want to yeah. play until my fingers are blue. But you know, <laughs> if you're not really reading into it, they just sound like the relationship songs. Yeah. But um so I I went through this period where I started writing maybe a little bit of metaphorical stuff. Yeah. And fun and silly stuff, but um after that, I really developed into, you know, writing serious things about relation, you know, my relationship, yeah, my family and kids, okay. having kids. And these are things that still, you know, come up in, in, in the work, work life and everything else. Yeah. But rather than writing in that blatant form where it's like, here's what happened and I'm, I'm yeah. detailing yeah. it out. You're right. You kind of do it in a way that's relatable to other people. Like okay. you're not necessarily saying a name. You're not necessarily... Yeah. Pointing at, you know, keep it all. Um, what am I trying to think of? A little more open to interpretation. Open, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, and people can gravitate to that because they can, you're getting your emotions out there. Right. But people can interpret it <laughs> to their own emotion and, yeah, and really yeah. connect to it. And yeah. um, he's writing it about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so I, I definitely developed a change in style there. Yeah. Um, and with the Prozacs, our second the second album was called Questions, Answers, and Things Never Found. Oh. That okay. came out in 2007. 
Yeah. And that was a, for me, that was a big, really put a lot into that record. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of growth musically. Uh, the band at the time was really tight. Um, we had a good solid lineup for, for, for two years with my drummer, Maddie and mm-hmm. our bassist, Sean. So yeah. we, uh, you know, it was a really great period in time. The record I think shows that the yeah. record was a little, little, uh, little darker Okay. A lot of senses in the previous Prozac's material. Yeah. And I really went full force with the on the emotional side of it. Uh-huh. There's a couple of funny numbers in there and everything else, but I was yeah. just having my first child and uh-huh. transitioning. Yeah. Uh, big things in life, and it all went into that record. <laughs> do um, you uh do you feel like after you turned uh probably about forty that you started writing uh, different ways as well? Um. You know, you know it's funny because I, I I started doing the, the the when I did my first solo record, yeah, which was 2013. Okay. Um, so some of the material could have easily been Prozac's material, yeah. but I'm um, jumping off the side. What I started doing, I started kind of pulling away some of that. Not, I mean, everything was kind of personal. Yeah. Yeah, but like I had some songs, like I had a poem that my mom had written for me when I was a, like two years old. Oh, okay. And, yeah. I, and I, I, I wanted to write a song with the with it, and I did, and I did for this record. Oh, nice. And I was like, you know, this wasn't really. <laughs> maybe at this point, people don't want to really hear that on yeah. the Prozac side. Yeah. You know, the heart of the Prozacs is your three chord. Yeah. You know, Green Day, Screeching Weasel, pop punk <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And um, and I definitely broke. You know, I put those emotions out there, but. But I, I think that was that was an opportunity to kind of run in that more pop direction, maybe a little bit of that Beach Boys direction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, try some different things. And I had a couple guests come in and play on the record. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was working with an engineer who was also a drummer. Mm-hmm. So my sessions would start out with him. So he played drums on the whole record. It's basically me and him in the studio and yeah, song wise, I guess I took an opportunity to take two or three songs that I didn't want to represent as the Prozacs at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, developed, you know, made this this record. Yeah. And um, at, to this day, I have some separation music for me. It's all it's a lot of people look at. It, it's like it's all the Prozacs. Yeah, yeah. But for me, mentally, I'm like I'm 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 putting more of that deeper personal stuff on the solo side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But have, you let, a trip. have you gotten into like uh, no use for a name and the Tony Sly kind of stuff? Or, um, I mean, I love I loved. Uh, I got no use for a name into no use for a name before I got into like the Lookout Records stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you okay, know, yeah. but you know, Letch is like my favorite no use for a name album. Uh-huh. I think I had that in the Daily Grind. Oh, and, um, okay. I kind of dropped off with a lot of the Fat Record style stuff, Lagwagon and all that. Oh, okay. Probably around 96, oh, 97. Right. So my, my records of those <laughs> bands, I've done some catch up actually. No use is one of them. Yeah. I came back and face to face. I love face to face. Oh and, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but I haven't gone off and if you're talking about like doing the solo yeah. acoustic type stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like now like um, you've got 
That was gonna, uh, yeah, like compare it. Like he had some stuff for no use for a name, but that he kind of did some solo stuff, and it was more kind of personal, uh, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It's weird. So yeah, I do, I do have, I do have some, some of that divide. Even it still crosses each other. Right, right. I'm kind right. of at a point that I have two solo projects. One's <laughs> the Prozacs, which is basically aesthetically, it's a band. Yeah. You know, Jimmy, my drummer, the drummer, he's been, Jim's been with me since 2008 off and on. So he's, you know, other than this fluke with the, we scream that he's not playing drums on. Yeah. I only had two guys playing drums in the band from 2005 until last summer. Okay. There's only two guys that were on the recordings playing live. So that was my, that's the staple <laughs> yeah. I look at for the band. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like I said, it's a weird thing. I, I just kind of, I almost look at it like the songs that are released there are, the, are Prozac songs. Okay, yeah. And on the other side, the last Prozac's record, half of that record was intended to be the next solo record. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those songs, a lot of those songs on there lean towards the other, you know, the other side. But, yeah, you know, there's I guess there's little things that mentally, once you put yourself somewhere, Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing this outside of this, even yeah. if it started out being, <laughs> yeah, you know, the core of it was say the Prozac. Once I, I said I'm going to do it like this, yeah, then it builds upon itself, and maybe you get new ideas, and you're writing, yeah. writing material, building off of that idea, and I guess that's kind of how it shoots off into its own thing. Right, right, yeah. So, other than uh, your music, uh, do you you have like any hobbies or anything? Uh, that that you kind of do like on the side and stuff. Uh, I know you're a father too, so that probably takes up some time. And <laughs> yeah, um, I started collecting toys during oh, COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it like the nostalgia, like the the eighties? Yeah, kind of yeah, stuff? yeah, 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 yeah. No, nothing outside of what you would expect from a geek like in our <laughs> in my age range. You know, yeah. He-Man and, uh, <laughs> he and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. A bunch yeah. of Gremlin figures. <laughs> Although I, I had a huge Smurf collection. Oh, really? And I yeah. collected Smurfs when I was a kid. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I remember over the that. years, I would pick some up here and there. So I always loved those blue little fuckers. <laughs> you go to <laughs> a, lot, a lot of flea markets and stuff like that? Uh, so Jimmy, my drummer, he does. He's, he's yeah. all in on that stuff. Yeah. He buys and sells. I'm not that hard hardcore okay. into it yeah i would say i'm more You're of more, a uh, more of a collector than a than a reseller or <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't sell or anything yeah yeah but i'm not i'm not even i'm, I'm i guess you'd say i'm more of a fair weather collector yeah. Like yeah i got into it during covid maybe it was to fill a void <laughs> yeah right um yeah. other than that hobby wise i i mean i i rode bmx bikes for a huge okay. part of my life i was used yeah. to compete. i was into it like i am with music yeah when I, when I was younger until probably the mid 2000s yeah i um, uh just uh, uh maybe was it this past summer or maybe two summers ago i got to meet uh uh bill bill allen from the the movie rad oh yeah <laughs> he was doing uh you know he was doing uh small little meet meet and greets and stuff around around the stuff and would would have like little bike show uh bmx shows and stuff with some other people and stuff but yeah i got to meet him with uh my nephew which i 
you know, he's he was been watching Rad and stuff, and I was like, yeah, the the guy from Rad's gonna be up the street and stuff. We should go meet him. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, we yeah. we played a show in Chicago last year uh, at yeah. a record store called Siren Records. Okay, um, yeah, 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 Fort McHenry, oh, okay. McHenry, Illinois, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're awesome. I love that record store. Uh, the family, the are um, incredible. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh. The next day that they had Bill Allen up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there were a bunch of, when we played the few people that were at the show where there was a few people wearing rad shirts and <laughs> yeah, which reminds me, I was supposed to get an autographed copy of the soundtrack. So I got to hit Bill up. And, oh shit. Yeah. That's a, that's a you know, incredible <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That, yeah. That and uh thrashing <laughs> were like the yep. two, the two, well that, and then uh gleaming the cube of, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just watched that recently. It's been yeah. A while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were like the staples if, if, and then, you know, you had like the, the full on, you know, uh, BMX movies and, uh, uh, skateboard movies and stuff. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> All about no, that. Yeah. Stuff. So, other than that, though, dude, I don't really have a whole lot of hobbies. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, work and music and yeah, I work, I work full and, time in a factory and yeah. machine operator and I'm factory. Oh, uh, right, yeah, we work with paper and foil and oh, we make shit. packaging products. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pay the bills, you know. Yeah, we, for sure. <laughs> uh, we bought a house right before COVID. Oh, okay. uh, in 2000, uh, September 2019. So we've been in a, uh, and it's been a, a remodel house. A re- oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been in the middle of uh, a lot of uh, home, home projects, gutting, <laughs> gutting the entire house almost. Oh shit, yeah. So yeah, uh, we had knob and tube wiring oh. that had to be removed. We got plaster walls and ceilings, and yeah, I gutted four floors or four rooms in the the whole upstairs. Oh rebuilt wow. That was a uh, been a project, and we're still in that project. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, I love going to the movies. Yeah. I go to the movies yeah. by myself all the time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I work because I work up. Uh, I work four days, and I, I'm off four days. My work schedule. Okay. Yeah. I get a lot of time during the week, and I'll go to the movies in the morning <laughs> by myself. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, so you, you like any certain certain kind of movies, like horror movies or the. Uh, I'm into a lot of the action adventure and okay, yeah, Marvel and I like to do all the Marvel movies and all that. I, I, yeah. I love the fantasy, uh, yeah, you know, like the Sci-fi. Lord of the Rings type stuff. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah. But really, dude, just the experience. I just love going. I'll watch. I'll watch almost anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like hypercritical. <laughs> I usually I usually have a good time, so it's yeah, you know, sure. but. Yeah, you know, it doesn't get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, well, yeah. I could uh finish uh finish this and uh I'll play uh, all of tonight. Uh you kind of talked a, a little bit uh, about it. Did you, did you want to talk any more about it? Uh Uh yeah, I mean, all of tonight was off the Prozac's second release. It was a CDEP called Monsters Night Out. Okay. That was that was in the second incarnation of the band came out in 2004 okay. on Cheapskate Records. Yeah. And it's getting released on vinyl February 2nd with River Monster Records as the the EP as a B-side on an LP. Okay. <laughs> of the brand new We Scream 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, release. Uh, so yeah, it's an 11 song total released LP. Okay. Uh, All of Tonight was uh, written about uh, Super Mario Brothers saving yeah. the princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thing, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, kind of in the vein of a relationship song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I guess, it, you know, it was a new direction, the, the you know, writing-wise at yeah. the time. Uh-huh. Coming off our second release, it was a little darker. <laughs> a little darker and a little poppier at the same time. Uh-huh. And um, it's a, a kind of a staple song still in our sets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love all of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did you uh, happen to see the the new movie, the Super Mario's? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The family went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two kids. Uh, oh, Cody okay. and Tyler. One of them, uh, Tyler's eighteen. Oh, he's yeah. in his senior year, and Cody's in sixth grade. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He's playing a trombone, and he's a little YouTuber. Oh, nice! <laughs> he does YouTube animations and whatnot. Um, and yeah. Ty Tyler's got himself a nice uh, the online social media uh-huh. gaming community content creator for himself. There, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, my, my Everyone's about the content. <laughs> my wife was an uh, Andrea. She's an ex roller derby. Oh, okay, yeah. I did roller derby in the mid two thousands, and um. Which was yeah. cool because our music, our music and uh, roller derby collided. You know, uh huh. Together, we you know, nice hand in hand sort of thing. And uh, Andrea actually, she uh, she goes by the name Andy Nihilate. Oh, okay. Um, with her roller, that's a roller derby name, and so she appears on several most Prozac's albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, singing vocal, uh, you know, she sings on a lot of Prozac's material. Yeah, and we had a project together from two thousand. 15 to 2018 called Stiletto Bomb. Oh, okay. so that's another that's another offshoot of the Prozacs. Oh, nice. And that was her and I doing uh both doing lead vocals. Yeah, uh, a little more guitar work on that material, mm-hmm. and a little more of a mm-hmm. edgy kind of like old school like Bad Religion vibe. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, big wig and kind yeah. of that sort of stuff. Cool, man. But uh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, it's been uh, awesome to uh, meet you, uh, kind of get the the background story of the Prozacs and find out what you're all about. And, uh, yeah, it's got me wanting to check it out more. Uh, I listened to the um, the newest stuff uh, that they yeah. had on, um, uh, um, what is it, uh, Spotify, uh, yeah. just on there. So, uh, yeah, I've been listening to that while I was at work and stuff, and it sounds really good to me so far. So I'll have to oh, go cool, back man. and listen to some earlier stuff. And <laughs> yeah, we had um, I released there's a, a a release called Fan Favorites and Wannabe Hits. Yeah, it's like yeah. thirty three songs or something, and that's a uh, it's like a career spanning release. Oh, okay. You want a little bit of everything. It's in chronological order. Yeah, nice. From yeah. our first release up until uh, last year or the year before. Cool. But yeah, I appreciate you. I yeah having me and um <laughs> hell yeah. And else and, uh, maybe <laughs> hell we'll do yeah. it again sometime. I don't know. A little more. Oh, yeah, for and... sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you come out to Chicago or, or something uh, again or something, I'll have to hit you up and uh, come check it out. Oh, I'm def- definitely planning another Chicago run. And um, yeah. So I do have a, a new a new album that hasn't even been announced yet, but that, that's a new solo record coming up. 
oh, called sweet. Obsession. Oh, okay. And um, probably next week or two, I'm going to be done with the final mixing and um, oh hell yeah, getting that underway. And the Prozacs also have a full length album, mm-hmm. first one since 2019's Ambivalence. Nice. That is uh, yeah. You'll be in the busy. midst of being written right now, so <laughs> you'll be <Hopefully>. busy then. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jamie, it was great, great being on your show. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was nice meeting you and uh yeah, getting the whole story and everything, and yeah, get to have people check it out now. <laughs> awesome. So everybody go and check that out. Uh you want to let them know Woo! uh where, where they should they just check out uh the Prozacs under the social medias or Oh uh, yeah, you can look up the Prozacs. You can look up J Prozac, the letter J Prozac, yeah. uh-huh. um, and on you know all all your standard C- streaming services. Yeah, uh, we're up on Bandcamp. Okay, YouTube. Uh huh. Oh, you guys got uh, any videos up on YouTube? Did you guys? Oh yeah, have- there's music videos for. Okay. J Prozac for the Prozacs, Stiletto Bomb. You can find. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I have a a YouTube channel myself. At, as J Prozac. Okay. And everything's on there as well. So nice. Um, People can check that out too. Then Some- yeah, and if anyone's interested in music, it's buying anything it's out there and you can oh, yeah. contact me directly or nice. some of the, some of the labels that we worked with and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently working with river monster records. Yep. On the Prozacs and um, my J Prozac side, I'm working with Rumbar records okay. out of Boston who did my last album. Won't let go. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, that was last year, the year before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you uh, enjoy your night then. Uh, I'm going to get going here. But, uh, yeah, everyone go check out uh, Prozac's for sure and uh, crank it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. Take care. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Later. Bye. What did he
and you, 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 you are listening to a monster production. Ha, 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 ha.